Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. Thank you for uh, joining us at 14th Street Ministries and uh, the program Why Paul? I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm a guest host, Danielle Law. And welcome, Law, uh, Miss Law, Danielle. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, Michelle's not with us today, um, and, Mich- and Danielle's filling in for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're expecting a good things, uh, good information, good news to come out of the program that will bless many souls, the lost and the saved. And if somebody finds find salvation through the word, we rejoice in that. Yep. Um, I'll open in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you sent our way, and we thank you for this gift of salvation that you have given us through our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you bless the listeners and that they gain in knowledge and understanding of your word. And if there's anyone that uh, realizes that they're lost and they need a Savior, uh, this free gift is offered to them, this death, this burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, for their salvation. And they believe that, and they become a new creation. And we uh, pray that uh, if you're a lost person and you know you're lost, that you can receive this gift. Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had a question come in this week, and of course, um, around the world, um, we all know there's um, turbulent times are, are going on. And I was thinking about that today, about how many different things, um, of course, we went through the pandemic, and then we had riots, and um, a lot of stuff just went on. And, and now we have a lot of turmoil going on in our world. And weather-wise, um, politically, and um, different uh, military things. So, and we kind of get to a point in our life, like, um, what are we? What are we to do? And this is the hor- most horrible time. And if you really look through history, there's there's times they kind of repeat themselves in different things, different times. Um, like the '70s, we had the same type of riots and. Um, things happening and a lot of the uh, percentages of people leaving the church and, and now we're like in a post Christian uh, time, but a question came in that asked a question about what's going on. And it says, since we are living in such troubled times and there is so much going on in our world and in politics, what encouraging Bible verses do you rest in? And I thought that was so nice um, for that question to come in. And sometimes we do need to rest in scripture. So we are going to cover um, scripture from the, from the word tonight that it's encouraging. I'd like to say that um, as believers, we have already won the battle 
And as believers, it's extremely important to know who we are in Christ because we need that security, that knowledge, and that freedom and understanding of who we are in Christ and what he has done for us. Um, if you go to Romans uh, 8, 14 through 18, Romans 8, 14 through 18, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. In other words, you say, fear not, don't fear anything. You're not under that bondage of fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together with him. God's word says that we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Right now, in heavenly places, we share that inheritance with Christ. And it'll come to fruition when the rapture comes. But God sees us as victorious in Christ. And let's see, 17, and if children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with, with Christ, if so ye, so ye that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So whatever we're going through, the word of God says, that is nothing compared to the glory that's coming our way that we have in store for us, that God has in store for us. Okay. okay. Um, I have uh, Romans 8, 28 through 39. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to conform, to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, who he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then? Shall these things say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? that he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall, who shall lay anything to the change of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even the right hand of God? who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And what a, that whole passage is so encouraging. And it starts out that we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. And just being called according to his purpose means this is all planned. It's already done. And God knows what's going to happen and the things in our life that are going to come about. Yeah, that's such a privilege, too, to be mm-hmm. called for him to actually recognize and know us. And that was before creation. Yeah. And in verse 34, um, and it says, who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, this is risen again, who is even in the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Not only is he, he knows what's going to happen. He's created it. It's already done. He's predestined Christ to do this for us, but he also intercedes for us. He, he's there watching over us, not like over the clouds, but he actually spiritually has us in his, in his thoughts. Yeah, that's why we don't fear, because he, he knows what's going to happen to us. He knows what's happening. And, of course, we always know that it's victory in the end, mm-hmm. no matter what. Anybody else have a verse? I think uh, Danielle has Romans 12, 1 and 2. Um, yep. Was she Romans sleeping? 12, 1 through 2. <laughs> you better wake up. Wasn't sure if it was my... <laughs> All right. Verse 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Very good. We're not to look at the world and be conformed to it. We're to, our our citizenship is in heaven and and we should concentrate on heavenly things and not on this world. Mm -hmm. Because those things that we see are not real. It's the the spiritual things, the things that we don't see that's important. Not the things that we see, but it's the things that we don't see that's important. Mm Mm-hmm. In uh, Philippians 3, 20 through 21, for our conversation is in heaven, from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies, and boy, that's truth, (laughs) that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We're going to have a body like he had. We had an example of his body when, when after his resurrection and he walked on the earth and was absolutely perfect. And we're going to have a body like Christ. It's going to be able to communicate spiritually and physically. Mm-hmm. And it will be absolutely perfect. And we have that to look for, that glorious thing that we have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about um, Philippians chapter 4? 
verses 5 through 7. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that's a, a very that's a favorite verse of mine too. Is there's several um, actions in there. It says, "Be careful for nothing." Of course, we think, "Don't be care," you know, careless. But it says, don't take care of all the burdens in life. Don't build them upon you, mm-hmm. but give them to the Lord in prayer and supplication. Yeah, don't let those things put you in bondage. Yeah. The cares of the world. And, yeah, and, um, and the peace of God that passes all understanding. And it is sometimes people say, well, how can you be at peace when this is happening? How can, because it, it does pass all of human understanding the peace that we have through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he keeps our hearts and our minds through him, which actually ties into Romans 12, one and two being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. And daily. our renewing of our mind has to be in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and daily it has to be because Satan and, and all his powers are working against us daily. And mm-hmm. we have to renew that daily. We have to we have to look at um, anything, world events, or things that are happening in our life as a spiritual battle. And it is; it's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Want me to read First Corinthians? Well, yes. why don't you go ahead and read it then? First <laughs> Corinthians fifteen fifty one through fifty eight. Behold, I show you a mystery: we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Very good. Um, so, so death and, and sin and death is conquered. And, of course, we have that brand new body. Mm-hmm. And, and if, you, if you're... If you're interested in, if, if you're a lost person and you know you're lost and you know you need a Savior, this free gift of eternal life, and it's so simple, if you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for your sins, shed his blood, paid the price for the sins of the world, he was buried, and he rose again, 
and sits at the right hand of God. If you believe that in your heart, there's no works involved in it. It's believe you become a new creation in God, in Christ, and you and you become a part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is so simple, and man tries to make it difficult, mm-hmm. but it is very simple. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just believe, faith and faith plus nothing. Yeah. And, and, and you not only believe God, you not only believe in God, but you believe God. And that's what God says. If you believe anything different than that, then you're calling God a liar. Mm-hmm. Christ did it all. Very okay. powerful. Yeah. Um, we probably have um, uh, some time for Second Timothy 2.12. Do you have that one? Okay. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. What he's saying there, if, if you suffer, he guarantees we're going to suffer something. Mm-hmm. But he says, but, it, but we're always looking forward to reigning with Christ. So... Uh, were baptized into his death, his burial, and resurrection. And we may suffer. In other other countries, uh, believers are really suffering. Mm-hmm. And we've had a privilege of living in this country where we haven't experienced that yet. But yeah. we better be prepared for it if it comes. So, okay. So I think uh, we're ready to go for a break. Yes. And we'll, and we'll pick up in Ephesians after we go on the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi. 
are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? Welcome back, and uh, uh, we enjoy uh, having you listen to us, listen to the Word of God. And we hope we're always presenting the Word of God in truth and uh, understanding. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm a guest host, Danielle Law. Welcome, everyone. Um, We're going back to the question that we had um, with these times that we're in. Read the question again. Since we are living in such troubled times and there is so much going on in our world and in politics, what encouraging verses of the Bible do you have and what do you rest in? And I thought that was interesting. We should rest in the word of God. When it comes to the time that we're worried or we're struggling over um, decisions or watching what's going on all around us, God wants us to rest. He wants us to rest in his word. So we're covering some um, scripture passages and some verses tonight um, with that question. And I'll start off with, um, we'll continue with Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame without, before him in love, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted into the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained the inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of his will, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed, with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. That is a heavy, heavy truth. And Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, um, I would challenge to read through that almost every day of the week. Um, actually, I think it would make a, a good song. Maybe someone has made a song out of it. But yeah. it has so many promises in that. It's so packed with um, promises from God 
for our salvation. And um, in verse 13, being sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. It gives us an assurance of our salvation in Christ, that it's it's not going to go away. There's nothing we can do to lose that. And before the foundation of the world, all this was already planned. That God already planned this. Yeah, that's right. So how powerful that is for us as Christians to have this, just this big promise and, and treasure that we can hide in our hearts. Yeah, and we want to understand want people to understand what when he talks about predestination or whatever, Christ was the only one that was predestinated. And we become predestinated when we become a part of the body of Christ, which we join that destination, that predestination of Christ. We're not predestinated before we're saved, but we're predestined when we join the body of Christ to, to God's uh, mm-hmm. intent. So, so that means everybody can be saved if they desire to be saved. Mm-hmm. And no one's predestined to go to hell or predestined to go to heaven. You're predestined when you're in Christ. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Daniel. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. All right. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with christ by grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in jesus christ that in the ages to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through christ jesus for by grace are ye saved through faith and not and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god hath before ordained that we should walk in them You're very good god's planning ahead and gives us salvation through his grace and his mercy. And we, be, and we would talk about, um, in, the, in the beginning, was talking about what's going on in the world and what's going on with, um, with everything that's going against the body of Christ and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Always remember that, that it's, not, it's not the person that's, that, that's against us personally. It's who's behind that person that that has blinded that person to be against us. Our our desire is for everyone to be saved, and that's God's desire to be for everyone to be saved. But it, but you have to understand who is leading these people mm-hmm. or or the world in these evil deeds. It's not the person. It's who they're being controlled by. Mm-hmm. Because we want that person, say, mm-hmm. and God wants that person. But we as saints want them to be freed from the power of Satan and out of bondage. We want them to be free in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way to be free. We pray that God will open their hearts 
to this gospel of grace. Satan is the enemy. Not mankind is not our enemy because it's Mm -hmm. a spiritual warfare and Mm -hmm. Satan is the enemy. Mm -hmm. I'd like to read uh, Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So Christ himself is, is telling us that it's not the person, we're to love them. And, mm-hmm. and we're to love them into the body of Christ. And, and they're, not, they're, they're not our enemy, it's Satan is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. Yeah, and their hearts and minds are blinded by, yeah, yeah, that's right. by Satan. And um, the light comes through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And that light comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through us as God's, mm-hmm. as Christ's representatives. So, so that light should shine, shine through us. That's the reason we need to know sound doctrine, understand sound doctrine, so we can properly present that light. Um, I'd like to read seven principles of God's judgment, okay? Um, seven principles of God's judgment. His judgment is according to truth. His judgment is according to accumulated guilt. God's judgment is according to works. God's judgment is according to without respect or person. In other words, we're all the same. We're, we have to be saved the same way. God's judgment is according to the light received, the light that we receive. God's judgment is according to Paul's gospel. That's very important because we're going to be judged by Paul's gospel. God's judgment is according to the reach of God into the secrets of man's hearts. So there's seven, seven uh, principles of God's judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I guess we can... Um, continue on with anybody else have anything to say or any comments no okay well let's continue on uh, where we left off last week on uh, these last messages of uh, peter and paul and they kind of come together and uh, this is before they're both martyred and and the idea is to be where be for the saints say for the saints to be where of Satan's uh, deceptive devices. Um, Let's see, Danielle, would you want to go ahead and start us out? Yep. They are destitute of the Spirit. So 2 Peter 2. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a temptus, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Those most, vul- those most vulnerable are the ones just coming out of the world and into the church. They lack the experience or the knowledge to know better. Yeah, that's right. They, they, uh, they can be deceived real easy, and, and, and Satan will attack them right away and uh, try to destroy them before they even get started. Mm-hmm. And their words are learned and pretentious. Pretentious means 
if I'm going to read Second Peter two, um, the uh, the words are learned and pretentious. Pretentious is somebody that claims to be very important. So someone will stand up and 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 teach you, and and they they show themselves as being somebody that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. So the self pride. So Second Peter um, two two. Is that right? Two eighteen, yeah. Um, it's Second Peter two eighteen. It drops oh. down underneath the. Yeah, and okay. I read um, seventeen. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm getting so confused. Sorry. <laughs> for, for when they speak great swelling words of vanity, vanity's empty, and allure through the lust of their flesh, through much wantonness. Uh, that's uh, lewdness and lasciviousness. Those that were clean escape from them who live in in, in error. So you need to understand the word of God so you can escape uh, this vanity and, and whatever you're being taught that's, that's not correct. It's uh, lies of the devil and doctrines of the devil. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful and that's, you keep saying it over and over and over. Understand and learn sound doctrine and study the word. Just don't read it. Study it. Each little word means something. And it's the word of God. So, okay. Yeah. Um, we're still in Second Peter okay. um, chapter 2. And I'm going to go ahead and read 19 through 21. And this is, um, they affect us. Liberally, okay? okay. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of this world, and boy, our world is polluted. Absolutely. Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. And overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy command delivered unto them. Okay. Um, I can read, uh, yep. Second Peter 2, verse 22, okay. um, unsaved professors run after them. But okay, it is professors, happened. And professors, that doesn't mean a professor or teacher. It means mm-hmm. people professing, uh, professing a lie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That sounds nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Although the false teachers themselves are slaves to their own sinful desires, their victims are attracted by a false promise of freedom. They feel released to indulge in sin, assuming it will happen without consequence in the end. They are entangled by that sin and dragged back into their old place in the world. Once these deceived ones turn their backs on the sacred command, 
to believe in Jesus for their salvation, they end up worse than if they had never heard about the gospel in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very good. Okay. Say so we're in Second Timothy. Second um, Timothy three. three. Um, and you have three through four. Okay. And we have two minutes. Okay. Two minutes before what? Break? Another break. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay well, this note, know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Well, sounds familiar. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent fears, despisers of those things that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. This is Satan's kingdom. Mm -hmm. What well, we just read, this is Satan's kingdom of how his government operates. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's all destruction and confusion and chaos. Mm -hmm. We have a minute and we're going to be going to another break. And that this one thing about the word of God, it, it's alive. And you think of how many thousands of years this was written. Yeah. Right. And it still sounds like the same today. Sounds like today. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have an all knowing God and we don't live in the physical realm. We live in the spiritual. Yeah. That just shows you the authority of the word of God, the authority mm -hmm. of the Bible, because nobody could have predicted what's all of this. So, no. I think we're going to go on a break now. We'll come back to uh, verse 5. Yeah, we're still in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Okay. Or 3, 5. 3. 3. 5. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. Okay, we'll go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul uh, we welcome you back uh, we're in a study of um talking about um false teachers, false prophets, false teachers, and false teaching. Um, I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm guest host, Danielle Law. Okay, Pam, you want to continue on? Um, yeah, we're in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to start with um, verses 5 through 9. Okay. Having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, for such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, even learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Yeah, very good. Um, in verse 10, I'll do 10 and 11. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystria, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yeah, Satan, from the very beginning, Satan was giving lies to, started with Adam, lying. And it's continued on. It continues on through today. Mm -hmm. Israel had that problem of being deceived by servants, the children of Satan. And we continue on today in the body of Christ. People that are supposed to be learned are passing out uh, false information. Mm -hmm. I'll read uh, 12 through, uh, that's uh, 2 Timothy 3, 
12 through 17. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And that's kind of like we was talking about before. It's kind of like a promise. We're going to suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in thy things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that and that form of and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. So when you're reading anything from Genesis to Revelation, that is the word of God, okay? It's not man's ideas or man's uh, opinions, but it's, it's all the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, when he talks about perfect, perfect means mature, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So God is through, uh, through, the, through the Apostle Paul and through Christ, uh, he's given us everything and he's furnished everything for us to do good works. Okay. And I always like the uh, definition of an inspiration is God breathed. Yeah. So that gives us uh, life. When some when you're using CPR on somebody, you have to breathe the breath of life in that person. Mm-hmm. And um, so that always stuck to me as a young child when they said, you know, was given by inspiration of God. That was God breathed that word. God said that word. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're, and you're right. It's uh, like the question is, uh, we we shouldn't fear. Because like you're saying, when you read the word of God, life is being put into you. It's that life is being expressed in you. You come alive, you know. Mm -hmm. The return of the Lord and the day of the Lord. And we're back in um, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. I'll read the first three ones. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the days scoffers walking after their own lusts. That's Peter warning about the coming yeah. false. Yeah, prophets. that's uh, that's Peter talking to. Uh, that's the Jewish epistle, and mm-hmm. of course, that's Peter talking to the nation of Israel. But we can take that in. We can learn from that. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Um, the return of the Lord to be generally generally disbelieved. So Second Peter three. Uh, I'll read verse four and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation for this. They willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, 
the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdiation of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he's talking to the nation of Israel, and he's, he's giving them a warning and uh, that they should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. One specific claim being made by false teachers is that Christ would never return. In some cases, it was also rejecting the idea that God would judge the sins of humanity. These deceivers mocked those ideas by asking, where is the coming of Jesus? According to their challenge, it had been too long since time too much, in their opinion, has passed. But the world seems to be going along as it always has. They think nothing will change. This is a suggestion that God would never alter the course of the natural, physical world to enforce his will. Peter's answers. God made the world so he can alter it whenever he desires. The laws and the patterns of the universe are his to override if he so chooses. These false teachers are forgetting about Noah's flood. In that event, God brought catastrophe on the earth as judgment of the sins of humanity. This was a supernatural supernatural act through physical means and an intervention by God in the natural world. For that judgment, God used water. For the next ultimate judgment, he will use fire. Peter also points out that God is not bound by time as we mere humans are. For him, what people perceive as a day and a thousand years are alike. Just because we don't understand or agree with God's timing doesn't mean he is not acting or that he won't act at all. God's delay, as we see it, should be considered evidence of God's patience and mercy. He longs for as many people as possible to come to repentance and to place their trust in Christ. Very good. Additional time is an opportunity for more to be saved. Very good. Yeah, that's so true to bring that out because when you read read that, that whereby the world then is and the world's underwater, and if you don't take each verse and figure out what they're talking about, it kind of gets confusing. But yeah, so he has to compare to what God has done mm-hmm. and that God has, he is in control. It's yeah. God that interprets his own word. Mm-hmm. We don't need a commentary, whatever. It's God, he will interpret his own word. If you don't understand something he's saying, search it out and he'll explain it to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. The day of the Lord. Or let's see. Yes, that's where we're at. Okay. 
Um, second, P, second Timothy 3, or is it 4? Second Peter 3. Four? No. Second Peter 3. Second Peter 3. Okay. Verse 10. Second Peter 3, verses 10 through 13. I'll read those, and then okay. I have to add close. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away in great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for the hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Very good. <laughs> Coming to pass. I'll read uh, 14, uh, see if we have time to read 14 through 18. That's 2 Peter 3, 14 through 18. Wherefore, be, uh, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blemish and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto us. As also in all the epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which they are, which that they are unlearned and unstable twist, as they do also to the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. This kind of shows the diminishing of the gospel of the kingdom, we were reading from Peter and then we we're reading from Paul's epistles. And this is a diminishing of the kingdom. And Peter is telling at the end of Peter's ministry, he's telling his followers, if you're looking for, and basically if you're looking for salvation, you go to Paul's epistles because they're the word of God. So he's directing them to Paul's epistles because the gospel of the kingdom has diminished for a time being, and it's the gospel of the grace that gets one saved. And that salvation comes through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. He shed his blood for our sins, for the sins of the world. It's a free gift, and it's yours if you believe it. Mm -hmm. So, And that's cool. uh, a good a thought to end with. And a beginning in someone's life. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Believing. So um, we're thankful that uh, for the ones that have joined us. And we appreciate your uh, input. And if you have any questions, send them to us. Email mm -hmm. them to us. And uh, we pray that you'll have a uh, prosperous week in the word and uh, we encourage you to study the word and understand it and rightly divide it mm -hmm. so we'll see you um next tuesday god willing and um, again we thank you for uh for joining us tonight you have
have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.